0: Welcome to the 10K Collective podcast for six, seven, and eight figure Amazon and e commerce sellers, part of the amazing FBA podcast family. If you want to scale fast, target a seven figure exit, and enjoy the process, then keep listening. Today's sponsor is EVA, the most intelligent Amazon scaling toolkit online. Amazon sellers need exact, quick to read profit reports. Many sellers already pay a lot of money for these. Eva has world-class finance analytics with crystal-clear graphs included at no extra cost. Eva serves hundreds of seven-figure sellers, averaging a 51% increase in profits. To get a 15-day free trial, just go to amazingfba.com forward slash Eva. That's amazingfba.com forward slash EVA. ladles and jelly spoons boys and girls welcome back to the 10k collective podcast the place to be for six seven and even eight figure amazon sellers and e-commerce sellers and it's a subset of the amazing fba podcast today we are welcoming anna santiago from outsource school a little bit about outsourcing hiring a va or outsourcing is something that people talk about a huge amount of the time amongst amazon owners and e-commerce business owners it's actually often less often implemented and quite Mm -hmm. often i've i've come across people who otherwise got very good businesses who outsource and it doesn't really work very well so if you've considered hiring a VA but not taking the plunge or if you've tried hiring but it's not really worked out for you then I think today's guest Anna is going to really help change that for you so Anna welcome to the show great to have you here.
1: Thank you so much for having me I appreciate it I am so glad to be here and I'm excited to share valuable information that I hope everyone else finds valuable as well.
0: Thank you. Perfect. Well, you're the COO or Chief Operating Officer of Outsource School. I know you've been working remotely for over 10 years. You've been managing a team of over 15 VAs, so incre- incredibly experienced. But let's talk, before we even talk about it in general, about your relationship to Outsource School, because I think that's, that tells us a lot, doesn't it? So I know Nathan Hirsch and Connor Gillivan, the previously owned FreeUp, which is yeah. an outsourcing agency, and they now teach people how to outsource, which is Outsource School. But what is great is that I spoke to Nathan recently had reached out to see if he would come on the show and he said, no, I no longer do um, <laughs> interviews, talk to our COO, Anna, and I was a bit sceptical because I'm used to interviewing you know, the company owners and, and I spoke to you and I thought, wow, this is going to be a great interview. So you are a living example of outsourcing. So tell us how that came to be because that's an unusual situation. Most people don't outsource podcasts.
1: Yeah, no, I just want to say you're not the first person who's been skeptical of having me on their show because they're, they're usually not used to the idea of having a Filipino yeah. virtual assistant or, or freelancer on their podcast. So um, it's true.
0: I admit this, this was a bit of skepticism there and I thought, well, okay, let's talk to them and see what they like. And of course I found that you were incredibly intelligent, articulate and, and all the things you want from a guest, but yeah. Tell me more about that, 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 how come it came to be and, and what that sort of resistance is about? What do you think that that is behind that?
1: Yeah. So um, that, that's a little bit complex, but let me, let me um, break it down in a way that people will understand a little bit easier. So I've been working for about 10 years as a freelancer. So I started with basic tasks, repetitive data entry type tasks. But as the years um, went by, I added to my skill set like um, social media management, web development, SEO, Amazon. I did a ton of Amazon work and other e-commerce platforms as well. But I'm not going to tell you all of my experiences. This isn't a job interview, right? So long story short, I got so much experience under my belt. And I had a passion for. It was just built within me to be to be a leader. I am I'm the type of person that's proactive. I like done things right. I am perfectionist, and the truth is, there are a lot of Filipino um, virtual assistants like me. Not not me. I'm one of a kind. Definitely yes. But there are a lot of of hardworking, very skilled workers in, in my part of the world that people don't know about. So when they talk about virtual assistants they feel that virtual assistants can do only data entry or appointment setting or check your emails but that's not the case. Anything that you can do remotely, anything that you can do from a computer, a virtual assistant or a freelancer can do. I mean, look at me. I took over podcasting for Nathan, marketing, operations. So when I started for Nathan and Connor, I um started as a Executive virtual assistant. I was their first operations hire. I I organized Nathan's calendar, organized his email, basically organized his work life. And I was his right hand girl. And as I started proving my skills and proving my my worth to him, he gave me more and more responsibility. It's like he was challenging me, or you know, ex- expecting me to, to to fail. No, he he wasn't. He was just pushing me to my absolute limits. And he was same with Connor. They they constantly hone my skills, pushing me to my potential, which got me to a team leader a few months later. I got, I got a raise. I, we got to hire a, a team that works with me. Uh, so I passed over all of the things that I previously did for the company and took on, on bigger responsibilities. And then a couple of months after that, they said, hey, you're COO material. Why don't you try doing the podcast? Why don't you help us run marketing and, and aside from, from the operations and you, you guys know that operations is is no joke as well, but he saw that I was capable and there are a lot of people that are capable, but not being given the chance. So this is also something that I want to talk about as well, but yeah, we'll get into that a little bit later. So now COO of Outsource School and yeah, I hope that answered your question, Michael.
0: Absolutely did. Look at you, you're doing all these running a business and everything. I can't (laughs) even find the the mute button here. Yeah. So that's, it's obviously very impressive stuff, but more, I think you're kind of opening everyone's minds, mine included to the... The quality of people that's available, and like anything else, it varies a huge amount. I've spoken, I've got a a VA who's also, like yourself, extremely articulate in American English and kind of American culture in a way that as a Brit, I find entertaining that you're kind of much more, you're much closer to American culture, I think, in your way of speaking and your sort of manner than, than I am, even though I'm like a native English speaker, but of a different variety. And I think that, you know, there's lots of very capable people that I've come across and had work for me. But I, I suppose I haven't taken the leap of faith in order to bring them on in a more um, sophisticated level, mostly probably because I'm so bad at operations. that If I try and outsource it to somebody, they, yeah. they wouldn't know what's going on. It's not a limitation in them, it's in me. But we can talk about that and uh, the, uh, we're going to talk in a second sort of segment yes. about the more advanced side of it and how far you can go with it. And you, you're a living example of, of how how far you can, when you find a capable person, you keep pushing them until you reach the limits of their capability. And if they're really mm-hmm. capable, then that's a long way but let's yeah. come back to the basic thing. So the first thing is a lot of people haven't outsourced yet, maybe partly because they think, oh, it's just data entry or something. Maybe they're limited. Maybe there's something else. So what, what do you think is the the main limitation or the thing that gets between people and actually starting to outsource as opposed to thinking about it? What What's behind okay. that?
1: Okay. So the number one um, reason behind not Um, Using virtual assistants is like, I don't have time to train them. I like things done the way I like things done. So basically, if I want things done right, I got to do it myself. That kind of mentality, which is wrong. You can't grow and scale your business if you do not have help. And You'd save a lot of money hiring a, a virtual assistant, even just to take off the daily, weekly, monthly repetitive tasks, even just the basic stuff, five to eight dollars an hour. You can get a VA to to take off what two, three hours of, of your day. And what would you do with that extra two or three hours? I mean, just just think about it. And another reason why people are scared. Or hesitant to hire AVA is because they don't know how to how to train them. They don't know how to build relationships with them. They're scared that there is a huge communication barrier, but that's not the case. Like you said, the culture is very similar to different countries. As you know, we we were we've had a lot of 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 Americans over here in the past, and it's basically we're just a lot of cultures mashed together. But generally, Filipino virtual assistants are compassionate. They they are family oriented. They want to build relationships. They are kind people and they're very hardworking in general. So if you have a Filipino virtual assistant, I'm, I'm not saying that because I'm biased. It's just that we have the most experience working with Filipino VAs. Nathan and Connor like using Filipino virtual assistants. I mean, their previous business was a hundred percent run by Filipino virtual assistants. And isn't that amazing? To think about like having your whole business handled and outsourced, uh, run by virtual assistants. And there are so many secrets here, but one of the biggest secrets is building relationships with your virtual assistants, helping them get into the mindset of treating the business as their own. And this reduces the risk terribly. So if you're thinking the risk of the privacy, privacy issues, giving out your passwords, the communication barriers, the, the training, the amount of time it'll take you. I keep telling people the best way to reduce risk is building relationships with your VAs, treating them like family, making them feel valued, appreciated within your business. And from there, you build that trust. They start working above and beyond for you and your business, treating the business like it's their own. And what was the other point I said earlier? They...
0: I think you wow, were talking I'm about lost. the. This is not surprised. This is great stuff. I really, really yeah. like this. You were saying the reason, really, the resistance behind uh, entrepreneurs in Europe, UK, or USA hiring people, don't fully got trying to train them. If I think one things done ah, right, right, then I need there to do it myself. So that maybe they're related to that.
1: Yes, exactly. So I wanna ask you for five to eight dollars an hour. I'm just gonna in uh talk in in US dollar terms because I'm more familiar with that. I'm, That's I'm fine. Sorry I think I think most
0: <laughs> Brits are very familiar with that as well. We used to translating it. So five dollars right. is whatever, three, three pounds, fifty, three pounds, seventy-five, yeah, depending on the exchange rate. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I think in pounds it's about uh, three to six. Yeah. Say. Three exactly. to six pounds. Right. Yeah. Okay. So Per hour to do all of this heavy operational daily stuff for you, like the things that you hate the most, like opening your emails. And some of you probably have a thousand or two thousand emails in your inbox. It's not uncommon, but you can fix that. And you miss a lot of important emails. And if you have a virtual assistant come in one or two hours a day just to clear out all the spam emails and to notify you, hey, this looks like an important email. You have this, 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 this to look to when you're. When you're awake, or when you have the time today, the so they do that for you every day. Your inbox is cleared. You you get to 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 know who's trying to get in touch with you if it's important or not. And it's it's five to eight dollars an hour. Can you think of of you spending that time instead of working on your business? You're working in your business now. Ask yourself how much do you think an hour of your time is worth? Is it worth less? Than 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 three to six pounds, or yeah. is it worth more? Does that yeah. make sense?
0: It does. I love it. By the way, I feel like I'm being closed now. Do you use sales calls as well? If you don't, I think that that's going to be one of the next jobs that Nathan gives oh, you because I feel like I'm being closed. No. For, this is very good. I mean, because I think you're right. How much should your time be worth? If you're living in St. London, San Francisco, New York, Paris, one of the seriously expensive cities in the world, if, you're, if your time value is less than, I don't know, 15 or 20 pounds an hour, 15, $25, whatever, then you're in very serious trouble. And I think exactly. you make an extremely good point. What I would say is a lot of us spend a lot of time on things that are not high value ads but have some value i would suggest hmm. that you either need to delegate the five dollar an hour tasks or you need to yeah. just not do them like literally have an inbox that is ten thousand emails and you never check because if you're <laughs> doing something else that's worth 50 an hour instead then that's better than spending an hour time on a three dollar an hour task which probably nobody should be doing you know so the main thing i would say which which leads into I think uh, some of the reasons behind why people don't hire anyone is because they know at some level, and they're probably right, and I'm I'm still somewhat in this, this place and trying to fight my way out of it, that they're not ready to outsource yet because what they do every day is a bit of a mystery to them. They don't know what the dollar value per hour of their tasks are, and they're not really sure what they do each day except they stand up for the computer at 8 p.m. at night exhausted having done stuff so so how do we deal with i guess this is like getting yourself ready to outsource implies having some kind of structure to your day and tasks so i think i suspect that's part of the prelude to why people don't outsource because they're kind of not ready so how do we how do we even get ready for that that first outsourcing
1: Well, we teach a lot of this. Uh, All of your questions today, we teach at at Outsource School. But our main system is called Cracking the VA Code. And it actually focuses on um, helping you prepare to make uh, the hire. Things like what you need to outsource. So we help you create lists. We help you figure out how much a VA for those tasks will cost. We have job post templates that you can just copy and paste. We have pre-made interview questions that we found very, very efficient. And what's the other word?
0: Insightful. I've got you the answers. You, You found out what you needed to know kind of thing.
1: Yeah, no. But we have these interview questions that you use that work. Basically, Great. they Perfect. really work.
0: Yeah, okay. <laughs> they
1: work, and and you you really get to to know who you're talking to. And the best part is we do these interviews through chat. I know it's weird. You usually do interviews face to face or on Zoom call, but our questions work better because they're they're on chat. We focus on finding the red flags so that you know what you're dealing with up front instead of not really understanding what you're getting into with a virtual assistant. And then of course we go through the onboarding process talking about the the scheduling, the, the potential issues that you you may encounter, the, the culture. So you have to establish culture within with you and your and your and your VA, the values and then communication channels. We go through how to train your your virtual assistant the the best way. We have special techniques how to create Amazing SOPs. So I want to focus on that really quick before I uh, jump into the other part of cracking the VA code. SOPs are really important for people who want to start to outsource, even just basic SOPs. And SOPs stand for Standard Operating Procedures. This is where you list um, out the tasks that you have within your business. So I, if you, if you don't have any now, I suggest you start doing those. Even if it's just the basic steps, like you, you just list out the what, what you want to happen with a specific task. And then when your VA starts learning about the, the task and masters the task and, and gets to know how you like things done, they can come in and improve those SOPs through time. So you don't really have to have a solid standard operating procedure that lists all, the, all of the potential problems that come up from A to Z. No, just have like the, the basic steps, what you want to happen, what your goal is, important reminders, exceptions to the rules, the the no nos, and guess what? You know we have a playbook on this as well. How to create um, great SOPs. So yeah, my point is, having these systems and processes in place will save you a ton of time on training, and you know a lot of people spend eight hours of their day trying to train their virtual assistant when in fact all they all they need is to have these SOPs. Have the VA do the research on their own. Give them all of the all of the documents and all of the, the 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 links to your to your business. Everything that 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 you can give them to learn about you and and those tasks. And then just come back, check on them, ask them if they have any questions, test them on on what they learned, and then come in and and say, hey, this is how I I would do it if I were you. Just help them improve how they do it through time. It takes about. A couple of weeks to, to train them. But after that, they start improving their your systems and processes for you moving forward. And then as um, new tasks come in, you just give it to them. Hey, Anna, here's a new task. I want you to figure out the best way to do this task. And once you do, create an SOP for it. And then when when your tasks start to build up because you're scaling, because you're growing, you can hire another virtual assistant under your your first virtual assistant and your first virtual assistant can train your second virtual assistant. You save a ton of time there. Okay, so back to what i was saying we have these systems and processes in place where we we give you everything you need to know from the basics all the way up to managing your your virtual assistant how to give bonuses and raises how to fire virtual assistant what kind of meetings you need to hold why is it important to have those meetings what what you 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 tell your vAs in those meetings quarterly meetings, reviews, how to do them. We have playbooks and formulas that revolve around the the operations side of your business and the marketing. Things like getting a VA to do your bookkeeping, did you ever think of that,
0: or um, yeah? <laughs> I yeah sorry, that. go I'm ahead, Michael. Right in the middle of getting that done, as it's, as you speak. You know, somebody actually yeah. approached me on Facebook. By the way, if you're listening to the podcast, please yeah. don't do this because it very rarely works. But they approached me on Facebook cold and said, "Hi, I'm I'm based in the Philippines. I do bookkeeping." I said, "I need a bookkeeper. Let's let's book in a Zoom call," which never normally happens. But it was an example of cold uh, Facebook chat outreach. I mean, I had sent a friend mm. request to him. But yeah, that that's actually something I'm really really happy to have in place because my books have been a mess for a long time and I've known it. I've had kind of book shame. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's a great thing to get done for sure.
1: Yeah. So while you mentioned it, it's actually um, a good point, Fina, uh, to point out. Don't entertain. We we go against entertaining people who reach out to you over Facebook because there are very great. Platforms out there that pre-vet VAs, and if they are doing the outreach themselves, it probably means that they've been kicked out from other platforms. They don't have the experience, or they are not a team player. There are a bunch of other things, but basically, stay away from from try to stay away from anyone who emails you saying, "Hey, I'm a virtual assistant. Maybe you need one," or or on Facebook. Instead, go to a credible platform where you can get pre-vetted, good VAs with experience. Because a lot of the time it won't work out and it'll cost you business turnover. And we all know that turnover can kill businesses, whether it's from a bad hire or because you spent too much time on on someone that didn't work out because they didn't have the experience that you needed okay
0: absolutely yeah this is not advice of what to do at home or or how to pitch me because as I said this is the exception that proves the rule like anyone else I've ever hired gone through quite a lengthy process to hire them and yes we could talk about hiring separately I'd like to make sure that we serve the needs of the possibly a majority of listeners who don't have virtual assistants yet but want to get into getting them I mean I think one of the things we've skipped over a bit but which is maybe a cultural in the broader sense sort of hurdle for them to overcome is the idea of hiring somebody from overseas because they're used to getting their products made in china quite often or wherever it is china possibly india but but a lot of the time they won't be used to interacting on a daily basis with somebody as part of their team who's overseas so We've talked about why I hire from the Philippines, and, and I, by the way, I agree, I don't think for me personally, as somebody who hires from the Philippines, got two people on my team in the Philippines, that it's partly an affordability thing, but a lot of it is just, as you said, the quality of the people, the work culture they have, is kind of what I mm-hmm. wish British people had as a work culture, and the best do. But the best in britain with that kind of work culture and be very expensive but your average hire in britain i think just less conscientious than in the philippines so for me personally that's a great reason to hire there but what are what are some of the other advantages of hiring virtual assistants over in-person employees and uh, you know that that, that area
1: uh, that's that's one one of the questions that i find most the difference between a va versus a personal assistant really there is no difference it's just right. that you work with them virtually but you can still build the relationships with them you can still communicate on a daily basis with them it's just that you're not in the office it'll it'll be a slightly different but i'll use i'll use myself without first school as an example i have really strong relationships with nathan and connor and i've only met them once before briefly we probably said two sentences to each other that's it but now They're, they're not just my, my bosses, they're my friends. And because we have this great culture, we built this great culture where our, our values are in line with each other. We understand um, how important the business is. I, I love the business. So therefore I love them as well. And they, they appreciate me. They value me. They make sure to, to, to understand what my, what I'm going through outside of work as well, what my hobbies are, what, what my priorities are, my goals, my, my desires, my drive, they, they, they make sure that they get to know me outside of the work. Okay. So it is not different from someone that you can hire in the office if you do the same things. I mean, that's exactly how you would, you would treat your, your personal assistant. You talk to them, have a conversation over your, your morning cup of tea and say, Hey, how's, how's your life? What, what did you do over the weekend is exactly what we do as well. So no difference perks are you save money. Second is hiring from the Philippines. They're used to working the night shift. And if, if they're, if you're hiring from, from the UK, then then great, you know, they can start their work day at three in the afternoon. So they're, they work, they're used to working, the night shift, late afternoons. They can do day shift as well. They're flexible, a good rate. We have great communication skills. One of the top businesses in the Philippines are BPO companies, telemarketing companies, telecom companies of UK and of, of the US. I've worked for I've worked for several UK companies myself. eBay UK, I've worked for TalkTalk. Talk. So we're talk to different countries, uh, people from different countries. So our communication skill is, is, is there. It's not going to be an issue for you. And again, going back to the culture, we are fast learners. We are very respectful. We are very compassionate people, hardworking because we value, we like to take care of our family. Okay. This is another juicy trivia for you guys. The Average daily wage for someone that works here in the Philippines is about twelve to fifteen dollars a day, a day, and that is not much. We still, with that, we still live paycheck to paycheck. We don't have, we don't have enough money to to expect, you know, a, an emergency trip to the hospital or anything like that, or, or savings or nothing. So that's why our, our living here is is not as great as other countries. But being a virtual assistant opens up so many other opportunities for us that we don't, that we wouldn't have otherwise. So the opportunity to, to save, the opportunity to give our, our children a better life. So this is why we are very compassionate about our work. This is why we, 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 we are hard workers. This is why we learn fast. This is why we love learning new things. And this is why we would go above and beyond for you if you were our client, because we want to, to have a better, brighter future for, for ourselves and for our children. So that in itself is a great motivation for why you should hire from the Philippines. Um, Yeah.
0: I really hear you on that. This is almost (laughs) like the kind of, there's something like a sort of more respectful sort of the the Asian flavor to the American dream. In other words, there's it's, you know, it's about working for your family, building a brighter future, well, this this is very you know great communication skills these are very kind of american virtues if you like and but there's yeah. there is a sort of a way i mean i've i've had american assistants as well who who were great you know wonderful just more expensive and you know there's a different yeah. cost structure but i think in both cultures there's there's a good work ethic i think frankly in europe sometimes the uk it, it, not the right people but sometimes it's harder to find people who are respectful about the opportunity they're getting it for them it's just a paycheck and that's it mm. and by the way i've been one yeah. of those people in the past with some jobs i'm not necessarily a great employee one reason why i'm an entrepreneur because i'm not that employable whereas the people i find in the philippines as you say i find all those things to be true they're very appreciative of the opportunity not in every case of everyone i've ever interviewed but the people i've hired as you say you've got to go through a hiring process So you've got to find the right people and uh, that's obviously one of the things that that people have as a fear is like hiring somebody who's not the right person. So I know you guys at Outsource School have incredibly detailed, you know, structures and Mm -hmm. SOPs and training, but if you had to break it down to the basics, how do we avoid getting somebody who's a disappointing hire and get somebody who's the right person for the job? Right.
1: Okay. So before I get into that, I just um, wanted to, you mentioned something earlier that, that piqued my interest. You being like the, the type of person that is just there for the paycheck. So <laughs> yeah. I was that type of employee as well. So it's nothing to be ashamed about. We've all been there, right? So Thank just you, clocking so in <laughs> at nine and clocking out at five. There was there was this something different with with my experience with outsource school. I've had so many clients over the years and they never really cared about who I was. They never, they never listened to my feedback, listened to my advice. I mean, I'm probably still relatively the same person I was three or four years ago. But why didn't my clients use me to my potential? Why didn't they see my value? It's because they treated me as just an employee. They never listened to my ideas, my feedback. They never, when I said that I I had the passion to learn more within the business and if they would give me more responsibility, they never did because they just felt like I was just a VA. Why would they listen to me? Right. I, I wouldn't know as much as as the CEO of that particular company knew. But a lot of the great greatest ideas come from virtual assistants if you just listen and so i left those clients to work full-time with with outsource school and and these clients some of these guys are are from from long ago but my point is the difference i felt is that nathan and connor listened to me made me feel valued made me feel appreciated they take my ideas and my feedback, and they really implement it within the business because they also agree that some of those ideas were great. Some of them, maybe not so much, not all the time, right? But if they do have great ideas, listen, get their feedback on everything happening within the business, be open and honest with them about the growth. Maybe they have something that they they can share that'll, that'll get your business doing better. Right. And appreciation, building the relationships is very important. This is how you get an Anna within your team, because otherwise I probably would have left Nathan and Connor there if they they didn't see my value and if they didn't give me the the raise or the promotion. I mean, it's not about the money, Mm. but I just wanted the growth. I just wanted the the ability to, to be part of something bigger be treated as as family and that's what i got and again it doesn't really matter how much you pay them but if they feel that you you love them and you appreciate them they will stay with you they won't go looking for other higher paying clients because they built a family there they they love the business and they wanted to succeed so I just wanted to point that out. Okay, now going back to your question earlier, could you remind me again of yes, what you of course.
0: Asked? I guess the, what you've answered is the flip side of how how do I get the right person? I guess there what you, you just said is uh, I suppose. But let's let's separate these things out. So yeah. I guess my question was how do I avoid getting the wrong person? And your answer is kind of more sophisticated, which is it's not necessarily about the person; <laughs> it's about the relationship. So I've been in in jobs where I've been incredibly committed as an employee and gone way beyond. Yeah what I was getting paid to do putting yes. hours and hours and I've had jobs where I just turned up did the minimum and left so I guess yes. I was the same person you're the same person so we both as an employees if you like or, or freelancers being being useful as somebody for a certain number of hours experienced that relationship so I suppose what you're saying is you just answered the question of how do I get a great relationship to get the right stuff out of the person There you go. having said that though before that, you've still got to find a person. It's true. There are yes, some people yes. are harder working than others. Some people are more loyal than others. Some people are just have more capacity hidden within them, as clearly uh, Connor and, and Nathan yeah. spotted in you. But not everyone's going to be in Anna. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I think today's guest, Anna Santiago from Outsource School, exemplifies how far you can go with outsourcing. As I said to Anna, the thing that struck me very much is that pretty much every ceo or owner of uh, an agency or an amazon s sas business software as a service or anything else to do with the podcast and the amazon space is the person who appears on podcasts and they often have a COO or or a chief operating officer or a team if they've really outsourced things well who deals with the day-to-day stuff but they're the face of the brand and the voice of the brand and it's pretty unusual and courageous to outsource The If you like the face of the brand to somebody else, there's only one other agency that can think of that's actually done that to some degree apart from outsource school. So that shows how far you can go with hiring a great person, training them up and making them part of your business culture. So example of the quality of person as well that you can get in the Philippines, the idea if you're UK or uh, Europe or US based that you're just going to the Philippines for price reasons. I think it's a complete myth and it blows that out of the water. So very interesting stuff. I think the um, the interesting things I take from today and I'd encourage you to reflect on as an e-commerce business owner looking to grow and get things off your plate and get some time back is, first of all, remind yourself how you got started, why you got started. It probably wasn't so you could work 100-hour weeks, right? But we all forget that and get obsessed with the business. So reminding yourself that you you need time back. And that's one of the reasons why you started this business model probably is an important reminder. And then how do we go about it? Well, a lot of the, th- the secrets seem to be about building a relationship with people, how to get ready to outsource. So there's a nice list of tasks there. The importance of adding SOPs and really some of the advantages of virtual assistants and what are the differences between a virtual assistant and a personal assistant, which I guess the answer was not much, really, and the upsides of uh, the Philippines. And then finally, really, I think the, the the core of today's podcast is all about how to get somebody really motivated and, and engaged and how to get the maximum out of who they are. And it turns out, given the right person and the right job, that can be really big. That The capacity that I think Anna's exhibited today is, is huge. I mean, you think about it, somebody in... Their, their second language um, literally thousands of miles away from where the business owner lives. Nevertheless, representing their brand in an incredibly high level, for me, is an example of how far this stuff can go. So hope that inspires you. And also hope it's useful. Some practical do's and don'ts, particularly about managing that relationship. If you want to check out uh, more resources from Outsource school. There's lots of things they've got um, going there. So if you go to amazingfba.com forward slash outschoolschool, they will um, give you uh, discounts off the yearly plan and things like that. So their main system is called cracking the VA code. They also have other playbooks, in other words, sort of SOPs and, and ways of doing things like partnership, project management, bookkeeping, how to hire a bookkeeper and, and work with them. Really important one that I've just gone through myself, customer service, video editing, graphic design, you name it. They also have coaching sessions with Anna, the COO, as well as Nathan and Connor, who are the uh, business owners and CEO. So I guest joint CEO. Um if you go through amazing FBA's link, you will get a 20% discount code off their yearly plan. Plus you will get what they call the care plus package, which means Anna will do some hiring and interviewing for a, a person on your behalf to a very high standard. Um, saving you 10 to 20 hours of of hiring work, possibly more. And that's normally valued at $597. So if you want to get all that good stuff or explore what you would get, then you can go to amazingfba.com forward slash outsource school. Outsource school as it sounds and then mention amazing fba and we'll, we'll put a code in but i guess the code amazing fba will probably work we'll probably sort that out and if you want to talk to anna herself just email anna a n a one a a n a at our outsource school.com that is anna a n a at outsource so that's mechanics of how to get involved i've known nathan and connor for several years now i've been repeat guests on the podcast i've hired people through their free up which is the business they owned and sold and i've also recommended them to other clients i've had over the years so uh, know them well worked with them they really 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 know their stuff and anna obviously does now as well so this is a great place to get the source of wisdom and if you're serious about scaling then learning to hire and learning to manage people is pretty much the number one skill i would say and these guys are experts at it so definitely worth checking out thank you very much for your time and for listening to the 10k collective podcast thanks for listening to the 10k collective podcast for six and seven figure amazon sellers i really hope you found the show helpful to you please don't forget to subscribe to the show and if you're on apple podcasts please do leave us a quick star rating It will take you all of 30 seconds to do it, but it does mean we can be found by and help many more e-commerce business builders. I wish you fast and profitable scaling and I hope you enjoy the process of building your seven-figure Amazon business. Thanks very much for listening.